2022 will be an incredible year. With all the goals that we have set for this year, it will take at least five more managers to accomplish everything. So if you are focused and driven and you are the type of person that likes to make a positive difference in people's lives, please give us a call at 724-638-7588 or check us out at youngentrepreneur.biz. And again, the number was 724-638-7588. The website is youngentrepreneur.biz. The Bible is the single most important book that has ever been written. The creator of the universe gave us a playbook on how to live in his universe and the laws that govern it. On this podcast, we will explore what the Bible says on money, success, business, leadership, influence, relationships, and any other area that we discover may help us in business. So join us to discover the amazing wisdom of the Bible and how we can use it to grow our business and to improve our life. morning this is Jacob and uh, today I want to talk a little bit about greed and I just want to talk a little bit about how harmful it is for business I don't really think about greed a lot honestly I'm not naturally a very greedy person I keep running across it in the Bible and so I want to talk a little bit about that I'm gonna start off with just a short story about case of greed and and how bad it was and, and kind of the situation so for those of you guys in the business world, you're, you know, if you do a lot of reading about business and past businesses, there was a company called Enron. Basically, they were number seven on the Fortune list of top 500 companies in America sometime in their history. They only survived from 1985 until 2001. And the reason was is that the executives were very dishonest. In the beginning, they were a very solid company. But in order to inflate the books and to kind of make things look better, basically what they did is they took loans they created companies and then whenever they loaned money from parent company to the sister company that they spun off they would now consider it an asset on the books for the parent company and which technically it is the problem was is that they were legally allowed the way that that government laws were at the time sec laws um, they were able to cook the books more or less and since Emron, they've, they've been a few more laws added to the books about how accounting has to be done to make this kind of thing can't happen again. Most of the accountants in-house weren't even aware of what was going on because just the way they had it set up is uh, liability was actually considered an asset. And they hid all of these things from the stockholders. And one time they actually had a situation where they brought in investors that wanted looking at the business and he literally hired lots of people. They were just in a room and just randomly typing things up just to make everything look busy. Like they were just a really like really going for it. And like it was all about the front and the executives found to have committed wire fraud and money laundering, securities fraud, mail fraud and conspiracy. They did all of that stuff just to impress stockholders and get higher pay and bonuses while knowing that eventually they knew that the company was going to go under. The executives that were majorly responsible for it, they jumped ship long before the company, like a couple of years ahead of the time, with massive retirement bonuses. It was all about greed. If you know anything about Enron, I'm sure that if you do a lot of reading, and I'm sure you'll run across it, but just a, one, a very dramatic story in American businesses. But I'm going to talk a little bit about things that, what about our own personal business? What are ways that we're allowing greed to influence the decisions in our company? We may not do some things quite so drastic, but for example, underpaying employees, like just not paying enough 
paying them the absolute minimum it takes to work for you. And I'm not saying not to overpay employees. I think it's also something to be said about not overpaying employees. But the problem is, is unlikely that we will be ending up overpaying employees. Most of the time, we'll be underpaying, especially for long-term employees that stick around for a long time. Second thing is overpricing and underdelivering. You give a really high price. You tell them, look, how great your service is, and they pay a premium because they trust you. They want to do business with somebody that they know and they like and they trust. They feel you're that kind of a guy, and they pay a little bit of a premium instead of working for competition. If that is the case, then it is our absolute responsibility to give them the service that they paid for and then delivering what we say that we will deliver. I mean, it's really that simple. Shortchanging materials where you can hide it. Like I'm in the construction industry, so I see it happen all the time. People say, look, we're going to put down X amount of materials, and then they skimp on materials. They put 10 or 20% less on. They basically stick the materials back in their own pocket. I think that we have to be very careful and make sure that we do what we say we will. I mean, it's a form of greed to not do what we agreed to do on the contract. Another way to do it, you know, lower quality materials than what we contracted. Another one would be like inflating costs to the customer unnecessarily, like just taking advantage of a situation. I think that we have to be very careful. I mean, I don't think it's that hard to notice greed. I mean, sometimes it can sneak in kind of slyly under the guise of, oh, I'm trying to run a business successfully, trying to increase profits or whatever. Like, I mean, I just think that it's just something to consider. The fact of the matter is, I believe that everything affects everything. Every thought, every action, everything has a consequence. The law of motion states that with every motion, there's an opposite and equal push or whatever. Like, whenever we do something right, Somewhere else in our life, there will be a consequence. And every time we do something wrong, there will be consequence in other part of our life. And so I believe sowing and reaping, we're always sowing something in our life. Every thought, every action, every word that we do, there's a sowing in that. And if we do little things like this that are dishonest to a customer, it's easy to do that and where people don't notice. Like it really is. I mean, every business out there, there are ways to cheat the customer a little bit. It could be as simple as if you have a coffee shop, you know, start uh, putting cheap beans in the coffee. I mean, eventually the people are going to start noticing, sure. I mean, there are so many ways of doing things dishonestly. And I'm not going to even talk about those ways because, quite frankly, that's not what we're focused on. The importance is that we focus on delivering value and always being honest in our business. So I'm going to talk a couple of verses. Let's start off with Proverbs 15:27. It says, He that is greedy of gain trouble his own house but he that hateth gifts shall live. I think we should avoid always looking for free handout. I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking a handout, but we just hate that idea. And let's go to Proverbs 22, 16. It says, He that oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. I mean, there is totally sowing and reaping in there. Like, I mean, hey, if you oppress the poor and you give it to the rich, eventually you're going to get come to want. Proverbs 132, it says, For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. And I believe that the reason is prosperity of fools it will destroy them simply because they're greedy. When they start making money or whatever, it's easy as a fool to then go out and try to overdo it and lose it all. Proverbs 14:30, a sound heart is the life of the bone, but envy the rottenness of the bones. I think greed can also reach down to envy. We should not envy people who have things better than us. The Bible also says they that compare themselves among themselves are not wise. And I think the main reason for that is is because when we compare ourselves with other people, we're envying them. 
we stop focusing on our very best and we start focusing on what we don't have. We start focusing on a negative instead of on a positive. And when we look at somebody else, sometimes we're actually degrading our own ability. When we look at what somebody else has accomplished, and let's say they made a million dollars, what if you had the potential to make 10 million? But instead of focusing on your maximum, you're focusing on what the other guy that has done his best has done. Another verse that I thought this was kind of interesting, Jeremiah seventeen eleven says, As a partridge sitteth on eggs and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches and not by right, shall leave them in the midst of his days, and his end shall be a fool. So I just kind of like that verse. Proverbs twenty eight twenty five it says, He that is of a proud heart stirreth up strife, but he that putteth his trust in the Lord shall be made fat. Hey, let's put our trust in God. I mean, Mark eight thirty six or What shall a profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And I kind of wonder sometimes if the Imran executives don't feel a little bit like that. Maybe they gained the whole world. I mean, they were at the top of the food chain, and then they lost it all. They lose their own soul. I mean, they lose their integrity. They lose their honor. I think it's very important that we consider those things. Then Luke 12, verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. When we gain the right way, then we get it with honor. But when we covet things, the point of getting things is to do good in the world. That is my personal opinion. Everything we do to our maximum ability, the point of life is to produce and to add value to people. But some people think the point of life is to collect things. I believe that life is so much more than the collection of items or the collection of things. I think it is more the collection of memories and the ability to do good in the world. But anyway, that is my personal thing. I believe that when it really comes down to it, we can go back to Luke 16:10 where it says he that is faithful in the least is faithful in much. So, let's try to do the little things and do it faithfully, and I believe God will bless us. So with that, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thanks for listening. Take care. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us. If you have suggestions or comments or would like to have more information, visit jacobdlee.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.